So we are backstage at the Miskatonic Playhouse and we have with us S.R. Sellens, the author of The Dragon of Wantley. Um, please introduce yourself. Uh, yes, so I'm, uh, I'm S.R. Sellens, or Stu, as you'd like to call me, and I wrote The Dragon of Wantley. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being here, Stu, with us. Uh, brilliant scenario. Loved it. Loved playing Shrimpy. Uh, great, great characters. Great pre-gens pre as well for the scenario. One thing I want to ask you, just to kind of start us off, is... Um, what are you most proud of with this scenario? It's quite an open question, but for the whole thing, what are you most proud of? I think probably the, the way that it's just all come together. So the scenario started off as a backstory for one of the characters in a campaign that I'm running at the moment. Uh, so Lady Constance McVitty was uh, a PC. Uh, still is, actually, to be fair. She's just gone slightly mad, but uh, that's all good fun in Call of Cthulhu. And she introduced... Frank Adler in her backstory as courting Flora in the first session and I had to try and work out why Frank Adler was there so piecing it together and all of the other elements just slotted into place and it's the first time I've ever written a scenario after having read uh, a number and it was the way that it just slotted together like a jigsaw puzzle to piece it together to form this creation um, and the response that I've had from the community since publishing it uh, i think it's probably the proudest things best things what's the question again <laughs> uh what are you most proud of with this well, scenario but i think you've answered it. i have uh, cut off bits now <laughs> yeah uh, amazing amazing okay well i think you're you're you know the, the response from the community has been incredibly um a, a positive uh, and engaging and i think a lot of that is down to the outstanding cover that you've got um which uh doesn't pull any punches does kind of you know does tells us what exactly what we're going to get from the game but it's a real sell it's a real good sell and almost kind of a nod to some of the classic cthulhu scenario covers i kind of remember looking at those and when i saw yours that was something that very much came to mind um one thing uh, i suppose i want to kind of ask you off that then in regards to the scenario is what would your advice be to keepers who are going to run your scenario so I'd say definitely keep playing up the weird with Long Tom. Long Tom himself is written with a fairly open-ended scope of what he can and can't do. Uh, I even gave him some mythos spells just in case you really wanted to add in the magic. They're, they're more defensive rather than offensive, but um, the best thing to do is to really lean in on the weird. The main hook i suppose is very much troubles of the landed gentry which sometimes can clash with the more supernatural elements but by tying in that it gives it more of a human element mm. so again starting off building up with the petty troubles of the landed gentry into the the climax which is very mythos heavy uh is probably the way that you want to go don't throw in the mythos too early on um that's why there aren't as many sanity rolls to be made until you hit the finale there are a couple which we didn't hit yeah. in the play three. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I the, what you're asking keepers to do there and, and engage in that sense of paranoia, mystery, keep that going. That is something that I thoroughly enjoyed about that. I thoroughly that was something that very much engaged me from the early get go and gave your character a reason to be on edge because there was that sense. Um, Okay, so uh, my next question is, um, it's going to be about the handouts that you've created for this scenario. I selfishly, personally, I bloody love handouts. I mean, it's a big part of what Call of Cthulhu is, that there's a mystery to solve. Whether you're playing in person, whether you're playing online, whether you've physically got that, or whether it's something that you're shown, 
it gives you agency as a player to respond to it. Um, can you talk to us about uh, your your handouts, either a favourite handout or something that you, you kind of really worked narrative elements into it? And how did you do that? So handouts, I agree, a very important thing in this scenario. In fact, that's what actually drew me to Call of Cthulhu in the first place. So there are a number of different handouts in the scenario. Uh, one that I quite like, I think it's quite clever, are the photographs that are used. So just to my shoulder here, uh, if anyone's watching a video of this, is a picture of Frank Adler, who, yeah, interestingly is. enough, is actually a combination of two photographs. The body is my great-great-uncle on my mother's side, and the oh. face is his brother, but I thought good those images, I can use that. And then, in Moore Hall, you would have found a portrait painted of Sir Rupert Moore, who has very similar facial features to indicate a family connection between the two. That is, of course, a spoiler for the scenario, but if you listen this far, you probably have an idea of what's going on. Um, the photoshopping element of that was quite fun, but that's not to say that physical handouts aren't a good thing as well. So in the scenario, I've included an STL file for the Blue John amulet, which is provided here is, as yeah. well. Um, this was particularly fun to create, um, getting some acrylic paints out and just having a go, seeing what you could make. Again, the Blue John element ties in more with the some of the established lore of dolls as well. The third handout that I'm particularly pleased with was the Ballad of the Dragon Wand itself. Fantastic. A lot of teeth only went into this. Um, I have actually recorded a vocal version of this as well, which is uh, on the drive to RPG page uh, which can be used as a handout for the uh for the song uh, which you would have found if you'd gone to more hall as well we were but, I was, um, oh i was hot on my heels i can tell you hot on you heels. almost you almost made it you almost made i almost it. tried to sing the song myself <laughs> well that's um, uh, patreon content <laughs> um but okay fantastic so and I, I would say that those handouts were of amazing quality is that i can see behind you there that uh it looks suspiciously like something that we encountered uh, in this yes. scenario. Well spotted. So this is the Dragon of Wantley himself. Look at that. Or herself, itself. Um, itself. Itself. Again, um, I didn't have this for the game. I wish I had, towering above Wancliffe side, Methodist Church. Uh, but I sort of, after the success of the uh, the scenario selling, I thought, well, I'll, I'll treat myself. So I bought this. You know, got I don't like to brag. But in my note taking, I think I, I think I captured what it was that we were looking at. Oh, fantastic! Look at that. I think I got a sense of what it was. That Absolutely. Is, yeah. And again, yeah. that was mostly down to Heinrich's wonderful descriptions of the of the beast. In fact, these uh, wonderful descriptions throughout the entire. Scenario. Absolutely. Uh, Heinrich Moore, who was our keeper of arcane lore, did a fantastic job of, of creating that that um, monster uh, 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 and introducing it to us in a very uh, devilish situation. Um, okay, so my, my next question is, for you as a writer of the, the Miskatonic Repository community, and you know, someone who is obviously, you, know, you you play a number of games, you've got a game that's ongoing. Um, is there a scenario, community scenario, that you've got your eye on? Because I'm always interested to see, you know, what people who are writing for this community, what do they play? So is there is there a Miskatonic Repository scenario that you've seen recently that you're kind of thinking, that's something I'd like to play? I've been keeping an eye on Full Fathom 5, uh, which was a Paul Fricker scenario published yeah. last year, um, particularly with, again, the sort of the sea shanty uh, craze that hit during the pandemic. Uh, it's, it's been rather interesting. Um, the other scenario I'm looking at is the Hammersmith Haunting, which I have just ordered the print-on-demand version, and I'm waiting that uh, excitedly when it arrives. You mean that scenario? That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. 
You beat me to it. Miskatonic Repository. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've I've got it. I've I've read through it once, uh, but I'm very much looking to diving into that uh, uh, myself, uh, or perhaps even seeing it here on the uh, Miskatonic Playhouse, which would be fantastic. Um, okay, so uh, next question then is where do you where do you get your inspiration from i think you know everybody's different everybody's a different creature of you know where they kind of pull things from but is there anywhere for you specifically is it music is it films is it books is it uh history itself where do you kind of pull your inspiration from as a writer for the miskatonic repository so a large number of my ideas come from english folklore i'm particularly interested in english folklore i quite like folk music quite like folk dancing as well i'm a morris dancer myself so bells on on a sunday <laughs> with handkerchiefs all good fun um so the dragon of wantley i first came across as a folk ballad and when i was writing i tied in as many elements from the sort of folk horror as i could um inspiration from films such as wicker man uh, and more recently midsummer as well uh, and to a certain extent hot fuzz the isolated village for the greater good um but again, you can also see elements from uh, particular books I enjoy reading. I, I quite like P.G. Woodhouse. And as you can probably tell, Shrimpy and Archibald are very much a Jeeves and Worcester style uh, yeah. character. And uh, I have to say, I, I was heartbroken by the, 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 the heartfelt exchange between the two of them at the end. Uh, that was, that hit me. Right it was yeah it was good i have to say charles who played uh, archibald um did a fantastic job and and um gave me lots and lots to play with and hopefully i did the same for him um but yeah you're you're right and you know i can now you've said that i can see where that relationship or at least the the beginnings of that comes from for a, a, a player and investigator to use that pre-gen and, and build that uh, as a relationship um okay um two two questions left uh the the the, the next one i'd like to ask you is <clears throat> without giving away trade secrets without giving away anything that you've got in the in the back of your your trunk um but is there anything as a as a, a writer for the miskatonic repository that you would like to explore next is there any part of the mythos or of the uh the malleus monstrorum or maybe just an idea you've talked about english folklore but is there anything for you that you would like to explore next i'd like to have a look at working with less mythos heavy scenarios i think sometimes the trap that you fall down is this is my mystery now which mythos creature fits in that gap uh, but after a bit of a discussion on yopsothoth.com um the forums there uh, about british folklore and how you don't always have to tie in your folklore creature to the mythos entity i'm currently working on a travel scenario uh, where the entity himself is not uh, mythos related i also have a potential idea for a theatrical based one which again has a, a non-mythos entity tying up the solution and i'm going to be dipping my toes into gaslight for that rather than 1920s which should be fun as well Nice. That sounds. I'm really excited about that. That sounds fantastic, and I do like the idea of the travel as well. I think, um, uh, 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 I think I've got a very old book here, which I love dipping into. Fearful Passages, which is one of the original kind of releases, and it, and it covers a number of different methods of travel and transportation, and the, the different fun you can have with it. Uh, and I think that's something that that is a really kind of exciting part of that 1920s world, especially if it's within that kind of you know that era as well. Um, okay. Lastly, my last question for you then, Stu, and thank you very much for, for giving us your time to talk today, is what advice do you have for the rest of us? We are here, we are Miskatonic repository writers, community content creators. You know, you've 
created a fantastic scenario. It's been really well received. Um, it's, it's been played through, thoroughly enjoyed and reviewed with thumbs up. So I suppose what advice can you give for the rest of us? First piece of advice that I've, I've definitely found is people do judge a book by its cover. So if you can get somebody to, or if you are very good at it yourself, the cover art will definitely help. I um, commissioned a piece of artwork for the book, but I also used it as a present for my investigator. So if you have a look at the artwork yourself, you can see um, three investigators and then a fourth man at the front uh, who were Lady Constance McVitie, Joe the Smoke, Accardo, who became Shrimpy Hargreaves, and Lucy Garotti, who became Celia Waters as pre-generated investigators. They were my players who playtested and another one as well. Um, so definitely people judge the book by the cover get the yeah. artwork sorted and that does most of the selling for you. Um, Content-wise, just have fun writing it. You can tell when somebody has enjoyed writing a scenario. You can tell when they've put themselves into the scenario as well. Yeah. Um, if it's not quite working, try something else, but just give it your all and uh, have fun doing it. And at the end of the day, that's, that's why we're doing it. We're doing it for enjoyment. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that's a huge strength of what this community is, is that we are writing this you know these these scenarios and it is about people putting their own stamp on it and i think your advice there of well firstly people do judge a book by its cover and i think you know the way we advertise on uh, drive through rpg we're going to expect that as well because we see a cover as we're looking through we, we see a cover when someone posts a scenario on one of our various uh, social platforms we see a cover um so I think you're right. This, that's, that is a really important thing to think about. And it might be a th something that we explore further here at the Miskatonic Playhouse. Um, so, well, on that note, uh, Stu, I'd love to say uh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. And thank you for a wonderful scenario playthrough. Well, thank you for a wonderful scenario that we were allowed to play through. Thank you very much. Thank you. As we draw the curtain on tonight's performance, we thank you for joining us and look forward to inviting you back to the Miskatonic Playhouse. In the meantime, you can also find us in the links below. And if you'd like to submit your scenario for us to play, email miskatonicplayhouse at gmail.com. All stories tell our Achilles, a dragon slew With seven heads and fourteen eyes to see and well discern. He had a claw, this dragon to draw, he'd a net on it and tell thee. But more of more hall with nothing at all, he slew the dragon of want.